Should you believe in astrology? And can any of these planets out of this world have anything to do with your identity? I recently downloaded an app called CallStar. This app generates your personalized astrological chart based on the exact time, date and place of your birth, providing you with a daily horoscope and even compare it with your friends. Now, can anybody predict what my horoscope might be for today? Okay, so I think that it said you are going to have the most fabulous week ever and you're going to feel really good about yourself and you're going to feel powerful and beautiful and wonderful. Is that what it said? I'm going to say that your day, that no, your week, no, in fact, your entire year is going to be as beautifully bright as you are. Oh, guys, sweet. I really wish you two had designed this app. Dave, any predictions? I imagine it probably said something on the lines of, you're not as beautiful as Angela. Oh, Dave, give it a rest. Did you enjoy the breakfast I made this morning? I didn't eat it. It went in the bin. I predict that I'm going to cry. Well, Dave, you should have really thought about this before you broke Angela's trust. Look, okay, I was a little bit mean. I was a little bit mean. A little bit mean. You have ruined our marriage. Well, I don't really see how I could have ruined it. Texting other women, that's how. Thank you, Suman. Thank you. Look, Mercury was in retrograde, and I was under a baseline of Ursa Minor, which was transgressant when it focused its power of Jupiter. And that gamma rays were sent directly down to me, and they basically foisted me into doing something I didn't want to do. Huh? What? It was was the the planets. So the planets told you to text other women, including Rob's mom. Look, I merely messaged with some borderline, bawdy comments. Dave, there are certain things that you've got to do in a marriage. You've got to respect your partner, and you've not done that. You're not still texting her, are you? No, no, no. I've warned you about this last time. Rob, we've confiscated his phone, so don't you worry. Anyways, um, coming back to the Call Star app, any last predictions? Well, I would say, considering the cake intake this week, I reckon you'd need a big cry. Oh my god, yes. That's exactly what the app said. Cry an ocean. Cry an ocean? ocean? I know, I couldn't believe it when I woke up this morning and I saw it and I was like, oh my god, is this how horrible my day is going to be? Well, it's no wonder with Dave as your devil. Did he hack it? No, I didn't hack it. I may have whispered to a plant or two about Suman, though. What did you say? I told Mercury to make sure that you have a terrible month. How on earth do you have a chat with a planet? Do you know what, Rob? This is a really good question for our guest today. Astrology is something most scientists still like to make fun of, but it's also known as one of the most popular ways to understand yourself and how you relate to the world around you. Now, coming back to the Star app, This app became one of the most popular lifestyle apps from the moment it launched. The download rates were nearly thousands an hour at its peak. Regardless of whether you believe in astrology or not, the question I want to ask in today's episode is, can astrology help you articulate your sense of self and tell your story of identity? I'm open-minded. 
uh, about this sort of thing. And as you're saying with the science, we're all stardust in some way. And we've got some cosmic resonance and link with the universe. That I think we try to understand each other by reading the stars in that way. Wow, that was fascinating, Rob. And I think you just found the name of your band, Cosmic Resonance. Oh, can you imagine? We could have merchandise. We could have that on a T-shirt. Oh, can I get one of the T-shirts, please? Yes, me too as well, Rob, actually. I've run out of toilet paper. Oh, no. Sorry, we're out of stock for you. When's your band performing, Rob? Can we come and see? Oh, well, next week, in fact. Do you want to come along? I would love to. Do you know what? I've got nothing on next week, but I'm trying to keep busy. So, yeah, I'd love to go to a gig. Do you mind if I bring a date? If it's Dave, I might have something to say about that. No, rest assured, it is not Dave. So, wait, so you're going to go on a date on my birthday? It's none of your business. Wow. I suppose you don't really realise what's happening until all your chickens come home to roost. <laughs> OK, enough of this drama. Now, our guest for today is a renowned astrologist, and she's famous for her ability to bring the stars down to Earth. Can anybody guess who this is? Brian Cox. Huh? Not the actor, the scientist. She said that it was a she, Rob, not a man. Oh, it's Mystic Meg. Sir Patrick Moore. Guys, this is somebody who's alive. Um, is it Psychic Sally? You're not far off, Angela. It's Sally Kirkman. <gasps> Amazing, yes. Dave, how did you know? Well, I am extremely well read and I actually read through your notes. Oh, God. How many times, Dave, I've told you not to go through my notes. I know, but I like to know what's happening. Crossing boundaries yet again. When are you going to let this go, Angela? When? I merely texted one lady. Yeah, my bloody mother. You're dating, you're sleeping around. How, how dare you? Sleeping around? How dare you? Well, you're not going on dates. It's none of your business, Dave. Well, I believe it is while we're still married. Well, we're separated. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I guess, Rob, your mum's going to get a little visit tonight. <gasps> right, I'm going to bar the window. I'm going to lock them. You're not coming in. Then I'll come through the sewer. Well, I'll flush you back down. Right, guys, if there's any more nonsense, get me out right now because we've got less than a minute before our guest comes in. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm so sorry. This isn't professional at all of me. I am. I am. I'm really sorry. I'm just. I'm having a really hard time. Love you. Hmm? I love you, Angela. Oh. And I will wait for Angela. I will wait eternity. Well, unlike you, Dave, our guest won't be waiting an eternity, and she's now in the waiting room. So, Rob, let her in. Right, go ahead, Sally. It's Michael Kane here, and when I let you in, you're going to blow the bloody doors off. Oh, that was a, a really nice impression, Rob, but uh, Sally didn't hear you because she's still in the waiting room, so let her in. Oh, bugger. Right. Welcome, Sally. Now, my name is Michael Kane. Oh, she's still not here, Rob. Try again. A man of many talents and little sense. Right, hang on. Is she in? No, she's still not. Oh, dear. Come on, let's let her in. Oh, here she comes. Welcome, Sally. You're right. I'm all right, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. We are so thrilled to have you here today. Your work is absolutely fascinating. And we have some very big questions for you. But before we dive in, my first question to you, which I ask all of my guests. Are you ready, Sally? 
I am. Sally, who are you when no one's looking? Well, I kind of thought I wanted to answer that in a profound way. So I could say, unbecoming the person I am to be the person I was meant to be all along. Wow. Is an anonymous quote. I don't know who's first said that, but I do really love that. Wow, very profound. That was actually really nice. I, I like you, Sally. This is excellent. This is going to be a good podcast. That's beautiful. Touch something deep inside me, that. Can we keep it clean, please, Robert? Dave? Sally, one of the most popular questions I suppose you get asked is how truthful is astrology and how is it grounded in physical reality? There's there's a phrase I think that kind of sums up astrology quite well. It's as above, so below. So basically what that means is what's happening in the planets and the universe, their patterns, their archetypes, what's going on up there is mirrored in life below. So I see it very much as an ancient wisdom, I suppose. You know, ancient people have always observed the planets, the rising of the sun, setting of the moon, you know, watching the planets to navigate. They've told stories about them, that constellations have come from the planets. And I think the other important thing to say is astrology means language of the stars. So it is this, you know, it's interpreting the movement of the planets and that how it reflects our life on Earth, collectively, but also personally. I think we do something quite similar, Sally. So basically what I do is I give predictions to people and then those people pay me. It's sort of a no win, no fee thing, you know. But What do you mean no win, no fee? What kind of business are you talking about, Dave? Well, I mean, okay, for instance, a young gentleman came to me and he was worried that his wife was cheating and I said that she was. And then I made sure that she did. And then he paid me. What do you mean you made sure that she did? I simply greased the wheels and put things in motion so that another young gentleman who was single may come across her path. I introduced them. They hit it off. She cheated. (gasps) And then that lovely young man came and paid me a significant fee. What? Good grief. Dave, this is not a genuine business. This is just fraud. Is it? Yes, Dave, it's fraud. That's bloody disgraceful, that. Dave, that's just immoral. Sally, what can people do to make sure they don't get scammed off from devils like Dave? Say, there are people out there, you know, it's like it's like many different industries. There are people who will try and be scammers. So you need to go with people who are recommended. Get to know astrologers, find out who people are reading. There's some really good astrologers who know their stuff out there. And, you know, it's authenticity. Find people whose work is authentic. You can tell they have a good moral sense, unlike Dave. (laughs) Yes. And talking about authenticity, tell us about your sun sign books commissioned by Hoda and Stoughton. There were 12 books, as there are 12 signs of the Zodiac, and Hodder and Stoughton came up with this brilliant title, The Art of Living Well and Finding Happiness According to Your Star Sign, um, which I just thought was fantastic. Because people, again, there's this ancient history about the star signs. So, you know, you find um, the star signs in so many different areas. There's like, there's countries ruled by star signs, there's colors, the different planets are connected to the star signs as well. So really these star sign books were kind of condensing all that I knew into what's hopefully a really easy to understand and useful format. So you can use your, you know, your sun sign information. We call sun signs also star signs. 
Um, you can use it in all different areas of life to sort of boost your career, to find out about gifts and talents, to help your relationships, even health. I mean, there's all these different areas of life that it that it can help, actually. Yes, it's quite interesting. You talk about relationships there, Sally. Now, what would you say to, well, a devilishly handsome Taurus who is dating a beautiful blonde cow, I think it is. Div? Well, you're, Pi- you're Pisces, aren't you? Aren't they cows? No, a Pisces is a fish. I don't think Angela goes moo. No, she doesn't, actually. Okay, so, well, a, a fish and a bull, then. Are they going on? It's an excellent mix, actually. Um, And I think one thing that's important to note is that all the star signs have their plus sides and they have their minus sides. So again, you know, it can help you know what your strengths are. It can help you know maybe what your weaknesses are. Well, now, what is a Virgo, Sally? A Virgo is very precise and thorough and kind of down to earth, actually. I've also heard Virgos make great lovers, eh? It's quite true. They have a, um, they can be quite cool on the outside and look prim and proper, but then red hot on the inside. So there you go. Spicy like a good vindaloo. Well, I think you should get that on your Tinder profile, Rob. Put it on my CV, I think. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. Now, tell us about the best star sign, Sally, which obviously is a Leo. Um, what are they like? <laughs> oh, well, Leos are the, the leader, the boss. They need to take charge. Yes, that sounds like Suman. They like to shine bright, Suman. <laughs> Doesn't she just? So I'm quite intrigued about astrology and I was introduced to the CoStar app, which I'm sure you are familiar with. Yes. Today, my CoStar app tells me, cry an ocean. And <laughs> Dave, it's not funny. Sorry about him, Sally. So what do you think about the CoStar app, Sally? CoStar does have a reputation for being a bit philosophical, you know, and maybe that's helpful for some people. Maybe it means different things for different people. Um, But yeah, it's not my favourite app, if I'm honest. I'm wondering, Sally, do horoscopes like this cause people to lose faith in astrology? Because, for example, I'm not particularly feeling that emotional today, but my horoscope predicts otherwise. So what are horoscopes actually based on? Um, I mean, horoscopes are based on the sun sign, which is only one part of a horoscope. I mean, you know, we've got all these different planets. So sun, moon, ascendant, Venus, Mars, Mercury, there's a lot of complexity there. And if you're going to do an astrology reading for someone, you're looking at the whole picture, the complexity. Mm -hmm. Um, But horoscopes are very much based on the movement of the sun. They can be, I think they can be wise, they can be perceptive, they can be an interesting introduction into astrology, learning more. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. Is there a lot of horror in these scopes? No, there's not. This horoscope just means moment of the moment of the hour. You know, it's about the hour. It's about the time. So you're you're interpreting horror in the wrong way there. Sally, if someone is experiencing an identity crisis and they're feeling lost, searching for their calling and true purpose in life, how will astrology help them? I mean, astrology gives an alternative perspective on life. It can be very reassuring and affirming to know that there's something else beyond us that you know, is holding us in a way that it gives another dimension of meaning or purpose to life i mean i think people are particularly over the last couple of years have found that invaluable so i think that's really important 
you know, it can confirm who you are, but also it may give you new insights, you know, like your gifts or your strengths. It may give you the confidence you need to make certain moves or, you know, take the best course of action in your life. So, you know, it, it helps on different levels. And I think the sun signs, which is always the starting point of astrology, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I can be quite sort of intense, focused. And I have a Libra daughter who's the total opposite. She's very laid back and floaty. And kind of knowing that really helped me parent her well, not expecting her to do things like I did, but really understanding some, you know, extra qualities of her. So I think it helps on all sorts of different levels. That's really interesting, Sally. So not only can astrology help you understand yourself better, but also how you relate to people around you. I think that's fascinating and I've never thought of it like that. I've always thought that, you know, I read horoscopes because I want to learn about myself, but actually I can learn about other people and the way that they do things. I tell you, tell me, Sally, I'm dying to know, but is it true my future is written in the stars? You know, this, this astrology is a mix of fate and free will. So there are certain things that are written in the stars, I think. I mean, we all know that, you know, there's these turning points in life that feel fated. There's people we meet or events that take place. There is a sense of fate and destiny. When you work with astrology, what you really learn is to, you know, decide the best course of action moving forwards. There's this whole theory of macrocosm and microcosm that, you know, we're a part of the stars above us and the stars are within us as well. Basically, I'm a star. You're a star? Am I a star? Yes. Of course you are. Don't ever doubt that. And virginal? What? Virginal. Are we trying to say? Virginal, I beg your pardon, Sally. My understanding is that basically the Virgo star is, is a symbol of a virgin, yes? So a little picture of Rob. Excuse me? Well, you're destined to remain a virgin, aren't you, my little Romeo? My little Virgo? Oh, you've got something to talk, mate. You're not getting much action, are you? Stuck in your little shed with nothing to play with but your garden tools. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, Sally, how, how do you communicate with the stars? Do they talk to you and whisper in your ear like Dave does to me? No, they don't. There's, there's a book called An Ephemeris that gives you all the positions of the planets. Or you can use a computer package, which is much easier. I mean, that's how, you know, that's how the language of the stars is, is relayed to me. Sally, I think what Rob really wants to ask you is when is he going to find the love of his life? And, and when's my life going to stop being so shit? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> probably say once you hit dementia, you probably forget that your life was so terrible and you're just floating around loving life, Rob. Well... As long as I forget you, then it's not all bad news. You know, an astrology reading could be really helpful for you. I might, yes, I might consider that. Now, my next question is, could astrology have helped us cope with the pandemic in any way? I think the question about the pandemic, because this is when you go back to mundane astrology, which is looking at what's happening in the world. You know, there was a signature in January 2020 a really powerful conjunction of two planets that astrologers didn't like. You know, it, it, it felt like something heavy, something dark coming. Um, so, I mean, you know, astrology isn't going to be able to kind of stop the pandemic, of, of course, but sometimes having that, you know, that knowledge that, that what's happening again as above, 
so below there's some synchronicities there going on not easy i mean and i don't know how much um for me it kind of helps knowing that it is another way of of trying to deal with things that are happening in the world to have a symbolic sense of what's going on and to add a different level of meaning to it so you can yes you can kind of you know the astrology can help you see what's going on in the world the difficulties and the sort of miracles too i mean it's you know it it it, it kind of encompasses everything in a way i recently discovered that there's also medical astrology this idea that our bodies and stars share a rhythm so for example when you are born will affect your biology and this idea that our bodies and stars share a rhythm in ancient times in fact astrology was one of the most important tools for some doctors and i'm just curious sally how effective is medical astrology so there is a sense of medical astrology that works with people on a personal level and you can find medical astrologers if if you you know if that's a route you want to go down it can be really fantastic actually it gives again a different perspective an alternative perspective a different insight into what might be going on and what therefore what's needed too i mean if you look at my little sun sign books you can see that certain planets are associated with certain herbs so there's all this kind of ancient lore or ancient knowledge that that yes comes into astrology as well so astrology can give us lots of perspective and clarity and what about people who don't believe in astrology sally do you think they're missing out on making the most of life don't think you have to believe in it yeah use it and see if it works for you i mean that's what i do all the time so it works it's not something i have to kind of believe in it's not it's not a religion or a faith in that way it's actually it can be a really practical tool another really good tool to have in your personal toolbox to help guide you I mean we all I think we've all experienced that this times when you know you're trying to get something working and you just feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall it's not happening okay. not happening and I other times doors open you know and it's like I'm in flow if you work with the timing of astrology and this is what my you know the weekly newsletter helps with that i mean people love it for knowing the best time to you know launch things or have meetings or to stop and take a step back you know it's it can be very practical too actually which is i suppose why i like bringing the stars down to earth so we can use it in that way um sally i was really intrigued how did you come about to get involved in this i mean you've been doing it for quite some time now in a very kind of synchronistic and strange way um i was at the end of my 20s i'd been doing lots of different things i knew um that i wanted to work for myself and i wanted to do something creative but i didn't know what and it was my saturn return which always happens age 29 30 and it's a real turning point in life it's almost like the entry to adulthood that astrology would say it's a time when you commit to things but for me i was at a dinner party probably drinking too much and someone needed an astrologer so because i'd read linda goodman's sun sign books and other things and i said i can do that so i immediately went home and got books from the library and stayed up late reading all these books and i ended up writing this column and then studying astrology as well so it's kind of i knew that i wanted to do something myself something creative so and it kind of found me through this very bizarre evening fate you see that's fate stepping in sally have you ever considered teaching astrology 
I have taught actually in the past and it's something I'm likely to be doing again soon. I really, I've got a lot of clients who really want me to um, do a beginner's astrology course. So it's kind of watch this space, check my website. Oh, it's, it's... Sign me up. Oh yes, Bobby, I'll come along with you. Oh yes, I'm, I'm certainly going to use this as, like you say, as a tool to help me navigate my way through life. Great. Now, before we wrap up, I've just had a anonymous question from one of our anonymous listeners who actually, very coincidentally, also happened to be a Leo and is just wondering, what's the compatibility like between a Leo and Cancer? We're talking in terms of romantic partners. So basically, Suman is dating this guy who's a Cancer and she's <gasps> pretending that she's asking for someone else, but it's really for her. Uh, no, uh, it's not me. <gasps> oh, Suman, you didn't tell me. It's Dave. No, uh, it's it's not me, obviously. The it, it, it question was from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Sally, what can you tell us about the compatibility between a Leo and a Cancer? Can they be good romantic partners? Well, there's in my star sign books, I do look at um, different compatibilities between all the signs, actually. And Leo Cancer, it's, it's next door neighbours. And they're actually completely different. Each star sign, as it moves around the zodiac, they're very opposite. That if you looked at the whole of your astrology charts, you would very likely have some planets in exactly the same place. Um, love, Venus, Mercury, communication, those two planets stay very close to your sun sign. So it often means there's really good compatibility. There's something that's pulling you close. You can't necessarily see it unless you look at the bigger picture. Thank you. That is really helpful uh, for the anonymous listener, of course. So on the topic of compatibility, is it fair to say that people who are the same star sign are very compatible? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Is that a little bit like a magnet where they kind of repel a little bit? Too similar? Yeah, I think in a lot of cases, it makes for a really kind of challenging relationship. There are some star signs that classically work well. Libra is one of them because it's the sign of relationships. Being a Scorpio myself, I had a Scorpio partner. It was very passionate, very intense. But also, you know, we clash. What sort of star sign are you looking for now? Oh, sorry? (laughs) Well, I actually was thinking Taurus and Scorpio would be a good match. It's a very good match, Dave. You're correct. You hear that, Angela? A very good match. Opposite star signs. So they tend to complement one another, the opposite star signs. Angela, you're finished. Oh, poor Angela. She's lovely. No, she knows I'm only joking. I mean, she threatens me with divorce five times a week. So It is true. A little bit hot-headed. Thank you so much, Sally. This has been absolutely wonderful what i'm gonna do for one of our listeners is buy them a copy of your star sign book will you sign it for them i'd love to Um, be very excited to do that great fantastic people listening out there all you have to do is like and share this episode with one of your friends and you're in to win thank you so much sally once again thank you sally honestly you've opened a window onto the universe for me so thank you. Mm, it's fascinating. Once you start, you won't be able to stop, I'll tell you. I do find this sort of thing quite quite interesting. And I, I promise you, I will try to only exploit a small number of people with it. <laughs> or none at all, maybe. Well, I'm still the devil. I, I can't do that. But I, I'll do my best. For you, Sally, I'll do my best. <laughs>